The rumors are true. Know that is now on Patreon. Visit www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod to subscribe and get bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes videos, and more. That's www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod. Welcome to Know That, a deep dive into the week's Real Housewives episodes, where we offer our humorous, insightful, and unfiltered opinions. I'm Anthony Casella. I'm Donnie Hadfield-Smith. And I'm Quentin Lamar. And this is Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. What's up? It's been a minute. I think I've been out the last few weeks. It's been like musical co-host. Yeah. And then I was out before that. So the, the band is back together. I know. This feels good. <laughs> it does. A cultural oh, really? reset, I think they call it. <laughs> I cannot even remember the last time I was here. Well, you were never gone. So you were here last week. <laughs> was I? I wasn't here for something. Oh, yeah, you were gone one week. No, I'm making We were both gone. Oh, my gosh. This feels good. No guests today, just us. We're having quality time and a little behind the scenes. We are recording in, like, the middle of the afternoon, so it's, like, a whole different energy, kind of. It is. Oh, my God, it is. I forgot. It's not evening. I feel like it's when The View films in California for a week. Yeah. <laughs> I love a view reference. And I love a view love comparison a... with us. Love that. Absolutely. I sent um Donnie the promo for the upcoming 25th season with the four women Megan's left. And I told Donnie, because they're in person now and they're getting ready to go back to the studio and everything. And I believe they're probably like is this a view podcast? They're probably um, film- <laughs> filming their promo for the 25th season. There's a scene where like Sarah goes to hug Joy and Joy says, get off me and like pushes her away. And I said, this is my love language. These women fooling together. Yeah, and you're absolutely right because they are filming because I happen to know um, a woman who is what we go birth stand in. So <clears throat> that's going down. Incredible. I love that. I'm subscribed to one iota and anyone that doesn't know what that is. If you live anywhere where like talk shows film, definitely sign up one iota.com. And they like pick guests for the not guests. They pick audience members for like the view Ellen, (laughs) like any kind of talk show, whatever. So (laughs) I'm subscribed and I just got the email and they're like, we're looking for view audience members. So, you know, I signed up for the Gabrielle union episode immediately. (laughs) Oh my God! There's already a. Uh... Oh yeah, they're <laughs> bringing already an upcoming guest list and everything. Uh huh. With live audiences, I'll send it to you. <laughs> Please do. We have to go. <laughs> of course. Know that. Know that. <laughs> I know that field trip. We'll have a Patreon episode. Oh my God! Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, love I fucking it. love. I fucking love the view. Love it. Um, I want to get into these episodes, but before we do, I just want to take a little bit of a left turn (laughs) and a slight tonal shift. And I want to say, everyone, pour one out for Greg Leakes. This news, this news affected me in a way that I wasn't prepared for. I I don't know. Like when there are 
when there are deaths of people you don't know, but you feel like, you know, they kind of like, uh, I don't know, they intersect with you in a way that you're not expecting. And this was one of them. I loved Greg. I loved him on the show. He was funny, warm. We lost a piece of Housewives history. And I think that's a big part of why it feels that way. And also people listening, especially um, Black people, make sure you take care of your colon health because it is it is taking Black people out in alarming rates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the proof of that. Get che- I think you get checked probably like after his age. So it's like, because he was only, what, 60? 66, I think. Okay. Mm. And I don't think they start checking for it until you're like 65. Yeah. So it's Mm. like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like he was the first like reality TV person that I lost, which is like weird because when you lose celebrities, you like love them and their role models, whatever, and you love their work. But like, I feel like we knew Greg as a person almost through the show. So it was, yeah, it was the lines were blurred. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's not the same. Like I, I remember rest in peace, big Ange. I, it's not my first reality loss. So I'm like, wow, like hit by, but it's still, this one was shocking. Cause yeah. I thought he was doing okay. So that's really what made it shocking to me. Yeah. It was very yeah, sad. Abs- absolutely. And I know uh, Nini and, as a result, Craig haven't always been on Housewives for the entire run, and certainly these not these last last few years. But we've been following them and Greg for over ten years. Like they've been in our consciousness, and sad, very sad. My heart goes out to Nini and their children. Yeah, yeah, and their children. Yeah. Absolutely, not a lot more to say. Just devastating, as Quinn said go get your colon checked out. Oh yeah. Rest in power, Greg Leakes. All right. Another tonal shift. So now you know they say there's like the queen of pop, the king of pop, the princess of pop, and uh-huh. the prince of pop. Now I know that all answers could be different, but when I say queen of pop, there's like three or four that you can like land on and decide. I just assume the king of pop regardless is Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. Princess mm-hmm. of Pop, you could do the same. Like, however you want to enter into that. Who the fuck is the Prince of Pop? Justin Bieber. Uh, you think? That's what people say. People say, and I can't huh. really bring up anybody who I think has been that popular. Justin Timberlake? Solo. See, I reject both of those. I reject well, I'm not happy with either. Justin <laughs> because Justin I mean. Timberlake... He, he skirts the R&B side a little bit too much for me to feel like it's pop. Yeah. Is that interesting, though? Like, I feel like you can land on, like, Janet, Whitney, Madonna, mm-hmm. whoever, like, your queen. And then for Princess, you could do, like, I don't know, Britney. Like, you could do whatever you want to do and get there. Prince is the one where, like, you don't feel like there's a right option. I anyway. agree with that. I never thought about it. Like, who was it when we were younger? I think it was supposed to be. Justin Timberlake, but I don't think he ever got there. He did not get there. And no matter what anyone says, like the king of pop is just still Michael. It's still Michael Jackson. Yeah. I don't think that's going to change for a while. Wait, why did you ask this? What made you think of it? I heard about it talked about on a podcast Mm. and they were kind of It was on Twitter. I already put my two cents in on Twitter. (laughs) Maybe that's... Oh, you know what? Okay. I think Lizzo asked it on Twitter. She said it was Justin Bieber. Oh, okay. And then I and she a- said the queen of pop was Janet Jackson, which if you look okay, at the numbers fair. is not technically true, but Madonna is so untalented, but creative and amazing 
that you I yeah. can't really say, oh, it's Madonna. Like, yeah, you know, but you can like whoever says what you can like believe it. Like if someone said like mm-hmm. Whitney, Madonna, Janet, I would be like, yep. All right. Yeah. But Prince is Prince of Pop is the one where it's like, I don't like what anyone says. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if I agree with that. Maybe there you know is I mean? no Prince. Not every family has <laughs> royalty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, I'm telling you, it's just, I mean, it's Justin Bieber. He's just like the Prince Joffrey. We don't want him to be. <laughs> um, but, but he is basically the Prince. Like he sold the records. He's done it. I mean, what are our other options? Chris Brown. Let's get into these shows. Why wait anymore? Let's get into Beverly Hills. The whole season's been great, but this is kind of the episode I think we've been leading up to for a while as fans. What what did we think of this? As soon as I saw, I mean, we saw clips in the trailer and I knew I was excited, but as soon as I saw that it was titled Dinner Party from Hell Part 2, I said, they know they have something good on their hands because they know how good the first episode was, that they wouldn't, do they wouldn't name it that and set themselves up for that failure if it wasn't if it couldn't hold up to it and it held up to it <laughs> in a it totally was... different way oh yeah yeah okay so yeah i've been i've been i've been listening but i've been off of this podcast for the last few weeks let's just kind of do a, a temperature check on our feelings with erica you've been gone a long time i love her no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, Donnie's team Erica <laughs> no I feel exactly the same like I've never it's really I can't think of the last time I watched somebody like cry about something in their life not going the right way and I felt absolutely nothing I felt like I don't know like a, a rich Republican I didn't give a shit her pain <laughs> I was completely immune to her pain I don't I'm not gonna sit here and feel bad for Erica I just I can't even if uh, there's a a portion of it she didn't know at some point she did or she does and I just I can't feel bad for her especially like like Garcelle said when there's people who had nothing and now they have even less so I I can't I can't waste my I don't have the as people in like office spaces who just don't want to do something will say I don't have the bandwidth for it (laughs) I even if she is completely innocent and didn't know a thing i still this was a woman who married a rich man and maybe grew to love him but i think that the moves to get there was not based on love so she had that lifestyle for a little bit you don't anymore sorry (laughs) you didn't originally either so like you're no worse off now than you were when you were at shakers in new jersey (laughs) <laughs> well, she's older now. That might be something. This is not a great age to have to start over it. But her life. and Danielle could have a great like duet act. I think people would see them on the road. <laughs> Chicago style. <laughs> Very Chicago style. <laughs> That's it's... funny because like to put them in the same realm and like <laughs> Beverly ain't even killed anybody or done anything bad, but she still has the reputation like she would be. <laughs> In the same category as Erica. That's hilarious to me. It's hard to feel anything for Erica. Also because I don't know who Erica is. And I don't know who she is episode to episode. So this week she's crying. Look at me. Look at my life. Would you want this life? Come on. (laughs) Look at me. It was like she turned into Kathleen Turner. It was like. Yeah. 
it's it's a performance. But then last week, the vibe was when she had Rinna and Crystal over. Rinna's like, oh, my God, did you steal that from the house? And Erica's like, yeah, I took it. I don't give a fuck. So it's like, who are we? Who are you? Who yeah. are we supposed to think that you are? Okay. So to kind of try and base this in some kind of, uh, in some kind of order, I would say like the conversation about the Erica stuff pre Kathy's dinner kicks off at a lunch that Crystal hosts for a few of the gals, Garcelle, Kathy, Erica and Crystal. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I didn't have that guest list down. And Sutton is not there, but she's the topic of conversation. And I kind of wanted to ask what you all thought of the discussion regarding who, based on their social stature, gets to be concerned about their reputation. Because I thought that led down some interesting paths. The case is made that, well, Kathy doesn't care about being associated with Erica, which is great, but that's why everyone gets to have their own feelings and opinions, I thought. Yeah, and like Kathy said, and I'm sure that there is more that we don't know, but like Kathy said, the skeletons in her closet are already out. So like her reputation is what it is, and we already know all the all the bad stuff about her family. Whereas Sutton, we didn't know who she was until last year. So there is, I'm sure, plenty of stuff we don't. And if people start digging, then they'll dig and find some stuff. That's how I took it. Well, speaking of which, like I was looking at um, Asians who watch Bravo and they brought up how Dolce & Gabbana has a history of like all this racism stuff, which is true. They had this huge thing with the, you know, the, Asian model who was like trying to eat Italian food with chopsticks and it was very like offensive in their ad and so they've had a history of being like sexist and all of that stuff and she wore Dolce to Crystal's dinner it's like how much do you you're and we all know like one of the things you know about sudden instantly is that she's tight with Dolce and Gabbana so it's like how much do you care about stuff like this really and i thought it was really interesting that asians who watch bravo said that and glad they did because it's true so i don't get this whole like you know i don't i mean i get how they could be implicated like honestly if erica tells them certain things they could be implicated and they could be subpoenaed that is true uh what's her name rena has well is in the process of possibly being subpoenaed because she on the show of that haircut Teen Wolf. Um, no, because she <laughs> she did look like a world of those like trying to hide their change. I forgot who said she looked like a world, but she does. She like yeah. trying to like, no, I'm still human. I'm still human. I'm ringing a bell. At Kathy's <laughs> dinner, she looked like an extra from Labyrinth. <laughs> His stand in. Well, Patrick loved it. I don't think Patrick did love it. <laughs> Patrick was Patrick was being polite. Yeah, he was being paid. Like he said, "They're fighting cats and dogs." He's a queen. He just wanted to be on TV. I don't well, care I... what continent you're from. Like queen just wants to be on TV. Donnie, like you said though, yeah, Sutton's point is being proven in real time with yeah. Rena being pulled mm-hmm. into uh, questioning. I forget the legal terms, yeah. but yeah. So it was an interesting conversation. And then we get into a little bit of like who didn't know each other. And 
I mean, I thought Crystal got like a fun shady line in like Sutton, who knows Sutton or like if Kathy Hilton's not worried about it, why is Sutton? Yeah. And like, I'd never heard about her before and I had never heard of Sutton before, but like, I've never heard of Crystal either. So I don't know if that's like a path we want to go down, but if we do go down it, then we're like dealing with, if we're talking about the show. I don't know. I didn't know who Sutton or Crystal were before the show, but if they're talking about in Beverly Hills, then we're getting into classism and that feels, that feels ugly in like a different conversation. That's exactly what it was because when Crystal first got there, like one of her first scenes, she said how she didn't know who Garcelle was. Like, you know, I pretty much know everybody who's basically worth knowing and I never knew Garcelle. Whereas I think we all knew Garcelle. We don't know who the hell, we didn't know who Crystal was. Like, so what do you mean? It was interesting. Like, it, depending on who you are, you get to care about your reputation being associated with this. And I mean, for all intents and purposes, you could have no money in New Jersey and like all the money in Beverly Hills. But like, the great equalizer is if you are on this show, like you are on this show. And I think that without peeling back the curtain, that's what Sutton's saying. Like, we will also be implicated because we are on this program with her, not necessarily. And that will lead to like our personal lives. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't like some of the conversations at that lunch. Let's get to the dinner where I think the meat of this episode happened. Of course. Uh, first of all, I've never seen like on Beverly Hills. I want wealth. And mm. I thought we saw, I thought we saw it at Camille's. I thought we saw it at pumps And to an extent we did, this was like, where the fuck did I land wealth? Like it was. We haven't seen this level of wealth on Beverly Hills since uh, what Gigi Hadid's father showed up for that couple (laughs) of episodes, because that was wealth as well. Mm, Mohammed. Yes. At the dinner, when they opened up the door to the dining room, that's when I I got the chills. I felt like it was Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) (laughs) like those thousand dollar candlesticks are gonna start singing you know it's like that scene from sex and the city where sarah jessica parker's trying on those wedding dresses it was sort of like that it was just like this (laughs) this is kind of fabulous (laughs) yeah that's that's the right word it was fabulous it was incredible it was like it was a peek into a world not only that i don't know i haven't seen on this show that's supposed to open up that world like it's yeah yeah, season the early seasons of Beverly Hills did a great job at like simultaneously making you feel like shit about your life and like being like aspirational kind of like, oh, my God, I wish I had that much money to spend on a candlestick, whatever. And then like in between. Right? Yeah. And then in between like seasons like three through whatever last year was, I feel like they dropped that and Kathy brought it back. She sure did on a on a very expensive of silver platter um i liked seeing her going around with all the touches and everything and letting your guests assemble in like a waiting room and then you showing up later is incredible incredible something else party planning wise that i really enjoyed when whoever the first guest was i want to say lisa rinna when the server came over with one of each like drink option just on a platter like these are all for you take whichever one you want that it was incredible. Loved it. <laughs> I loved I'm gonna it. get invited to a Kathy Hilton party one day. 
<laughs> you will do it. Report back to us. I'm going to manifest that shit. So the guests are there. Everyone arrives. The cast, I should say. And we're sitting down and Sutton tries a little bit to at least signal to Erica that they should have a discussion at some point. And Erica makes it very clear she doesn't want to hear anything that Sutton has to say. And they eventually, of course, while Ka- while Kathy is trying to not let anyone talk, they've been drinking. They have like an incredible caviar pie, which I've never I've never had caviar, but it looked like something I need to try. <laughs> the pie underneath looked like caviar cream cheesecake or something. I don't know. Um, but then they start talking about everything. And Erica starts crying. And I thought it was really ugly the way that after Garcelle tried to comfort her and wipe her tear, I think Erica says, like, you can let go of me now. Or something ugly that completely just put me off of her already entering this conversation. People do that, though. When people get upset, they can become mean. You know, like, it's... I think for somebody like Erica, who doesn't like really to be open or touched anyway, like she does not want to be touched when she's vulnerable by somebody who she doesn't like. Because I don't care what anybody says, she doesn't like Garcelle. And so whatever her reasons are. So she's not going to. That part, I mean, that's that's a drop in the bucket to me, considering how the awful things Erica's done. But I get what you mean. It was like kind of like. Yeah, I didn't like watching it. It bothered me. But I will. I think. They are all just co-workers and some of them are friendly. And I think that Erica and Garcelle are not. So I think Erica felt like Garcelle was trying to create like a moment that could get sympathy from viewers or whatever. And Erica was like, mm. no, I'm not going to be used as a prop. That makes sense. Mm. I, I'm conflicted with Erica kind of saying every time I show up here, filming it's all about what i'm going through and part of me wants to say you are going through something huge and like you are to be honest about what's going on in your life at the same time if erica wasn't going through this i'm not sure what else what else we would be watching at this point so it's like i understand her anger at her cast members for always making it about her but she's the only one who has something going on so it's like this yeah you can't have it both ways yeah because this is i do think the most layered that we've seen in a long time like last year it was just everybody against denise the year before everybody against lvp but this year we have like the dury and garcelevet and all of that but even those layers still stem from the Erica stuff. Like Garcelle and Dorit wouldn't be fighting if it wasn't for what, like Dorit and Garcelle are fighting over the what happened with producer thing. Does that make sense? The, yeah. The conversation was also confusing because they get into, and I actually think everyone is being a little sheepish around Erica compared to what they say behind her back that includes Sutton but it also includes Kyle who a few episodes ago a few episodes ago with her big balls was saying well she's gonna have to answer some tough questions yeah now all of a sudden it's like 
it's it's oh no we Sutton wants like everyone's kind of like hot potatoing this issue when they had like strong feelings before probably except Garcelle who's just kind of like no bullshit I'm about the but she'll back off Erica starts crying and then everybody backs yeah. off and that's just what she does every single time they talk about it if it gets to the point where like there's inconsistencies we don't understand this we don't want then it's like why are you doing this to me yeah my life is hell and then everybody feels like shit and they don't want to talk about it anymore Sutton doesn't back off but I think that she feels like she's the only one that will and she doesn't want that target on her backs so like I think if Garcelle didn't back off as much even even if Garcelle wasn't the one like attacking her if she let Sutton do the work and Sutton knew that Garcelle had her back in it I think Sutton would be like let off her leash and go for it but I feel like Sutton knows she's out to dry by herself out there so she doesn't go as hard as she wants to if you have this going on in your life why are you choosing to be on this program she needs the money so, but then I think you have to be on the program and deal with the questions. But it's also tough because next week she'll have girls over and she's like, yeah, I took this out of the house. <laughs> like her, her vibe is so inconsistent. If there was one Erica, and I understand she's going through a lot, not, I'm not playing a violin for her, just like on paper, there's a lot happening with Erica. Yeah. There's a lot of lies to keep up with. That's not easy. <laughs> yeah. So there's lots of emotions happening. So I get that. But her her approach to this and how to kind of be with it on camera is just so, so wrong. It's It's like lying mixed with obvious falsehoods mixed with like fake emotion. And then we get anger and snapping at people. Yeah. It's just, it's never going to endear, or I will speak for me. It, it has not endeared me to her or no. made me think like, yeah, she is going through a lot and I should have sympathy for that. I, I, like, I don't have any sympathy, empathy. I don't have any of it for her. Me neither. In fact, I almost feel happy, not happy, but like she was part of the group that took down LVP and Denise. So for the group to start like falling apart, I'm here for it. The only thing that's going to be make me happier than this is when we get Rena's. <laughs> I'm waiting for a Rena takedown season. We need it. I, I wonder what it would be. I just, I, I fantasize about what could take that werewolf down. <laughs> A silver bullet, so to speak. She's been going unchecked for way too long. It's time. It is. So then, I mean, Erica th- I, threatens Sutton, basically. Kind of out of out of nowhere. I mean... Out of weakness. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like Sutton isn't... They start engaging in a dialogue, but Sutton's very much like walking lightly into it. And I think like what happens with Dorit, that little exchange where Dorit kind of sticks her neck out in a way that I was kind of like excited about. Yeah. Like, oh, Dorit looking like a real life brat stall in Kathy's <laughs> home. I thought, okay, side note. I thought the only one who looked like appropriate for this was Crystal. Everyone else, like Rena was doing Bowie drag. Sutton had on 
a fall poncho. I mean, I don't know. I thought Chris- Garcelle <laughs> was dressed the way Robin was dressed in the same episode of Potomac. Yeah. <laughs> and then she Kathy was. looked like a doll baby brought to life. Yeah. Even with that voice, that's the way we like it. When she's walking around the table. Oh my God. I lost track. I liked seeing Dorit and Erica go at each other. It felt like when Dorit first started on the show, it felt like those vibes a little bit. Yeah. I don't like Especially, this isn't even a show with a winner. (laughs) So I don't like when alliances get too big and dominate because then they don't turn on each other, really. So, like, for Dorit to not vote with the group, we'll say, really, I loved it. Yeah, how dare they unionize? This reunion is going to be good. It has to be. I'm looking forward to it, too. There's a lot that's been said behind backs. That is going to be seen and revealed and i have a feeling there's going to even be like some surprise footage that mm. we don't normally see and i hope uh, so yeah. the only thing i'm worried about though is that the fox force five do so well with like speaking around issues when it comes to each other that since erica is such a topic of the discussion throughout the season i'm afraid the reunion will be like that like just four people saying like well yeah we didn't whatever like there were some inconsistencies but we believe her i don't need to hear three hours of that no i think it'll be interesting to see because now they'll be going into it not only with their experience from the show but fan feedback as Mm. well And I'm curious to see who, if anyone, breaks away from, like, the party line and starts to maybe come over to the fan side of things to, like, endear themselves to the audience. That'll be interesting. There's also more, there could be more developments in the case that could affect it as well. So, Absolutely. Anything else from Beverly Hills before we move on? I appreciate the flashback with her and Mauricio. I appreciate any bit of Mauricio I get these days. That was cute. I liked the scene of them celebrating 25 years. Yeah. She's old. (laughs) See? Oh, yeah, he is too. He just looks different. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He still has his original face. It was cute. I liked seeing, like you said, Quinn, um, like photos of them and like flashbacks from the past. Yeah. I don't know. I like when Kyle said like, we've been on the same page over the last 25 years, which I thought was, yeah. was good. Which was, but... let's make some shmoney. <laughs> they did it. The, that book is closed. Yeah. They didn't tur- turn in pages. Speaking of them making money. I also really liked when Sutton showed Kyle her new house and it's not anywhere near done and Kyle was like oh I still have time to make money off of you (laughs) yes that was good that was good I think she said it like out loud in the scene not even in the interview like right to sign yeah you're not moving in anytime (laughs) I I I appreciated that all right more to come here I mean we leave on a to be continued in Beverly Hills not even a drip of next week no me too. Yeah, I, I'm on pins and needles. Let's move over to Potomac. Um, 
where are we with Wendy? Because I feel like I'm, I have a different opinion every scene, but this episode left me not in a great place with Zen Wen. Wendy's not a good housewife. And I, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. She's not a good housewife. Not, there's, of course, there's a lot not to like about Wendy, but as just on a functional level, she does not fit in with the rest of these women in Potomac. She doesn't know how to do the shade. She doesn't know how to keep, you know, things going. Like for all the issues that you could have with Ashley or even like, she's not even as good as Mia already, mm. you know? Like, it's just not there for her. And I I think this should be her last season. I wouldn't miss her, yeah. <laughs> I think- That I'm... could be taken by somebody else. Like, imagine if Drew Sador had went to Potomac. Well, I would I would still like to have Katie. <laughs> oh, you know Katie is always going to be my top. Bring so back would Katie Ray. Tops. Love Katie. I Katie Katie's performance at the season one reunion of Potomac, her only re- reunion, is um, one of the is one of my favorite reunion performances from any housewife. I, I love it. She looks great. She's quick. The reads are good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but she was taking all her meds that day. Yeah, season one, Katie, is not the Katie we have now. No. Oh, no, no. And I and to be clear, I wish Katie, wherever she is today, well. Me of too. Course. Yeah. <laughs> Love Katie. Um, I don't think this is a good for her. From what I've seen from Katie, I don't think that being on the show is a good thing for her yeah. mentally. Yeah. But yeah. I also don't know if being on this show is a good thing for Wendy. Quinn, I think you said it perfectly. This is this is like and forgive me, I'm going to go with a metaphor that's probably not going to work. This is like if there was a TV show full of high school cheerleaders and someone like the really smart girl from the debate team was asked to be on it. And she's good on it the first season. And then she wants to be like the cheerleaders. And the cheerleaders are like, wait a minute, you're different. Something's something's different. And then the debate girl like loses who she is like i don't know who wendy is and i don't think wendy knows who she is but here's the thing i don't even know if the debate girl was good season one i just think that one of the cheerleaders fell off the top of the pyramid and broke her head so everyone was focused on that and no one paid attention to the debate girl but then the debate girl comes in (laughs) season two and she's like i'm a cheerleader now (laughs) i'm like oh girl you're not she's just yeah she's just not this isn't her realm. I'm sorry. It's it's just not. She doesn't. She's not creating any moments. She's not. She's not really for me personally. She's not doing anything for me. Like I literally want her recasted yesterday. Like I would be willing to have a Scala come in full time to try her out. I'm liking a Scala. Yeah. I'm liking her better. Her confessional look was great. I'll give mm-hmm. her that. Um, I Give really me like Robin's gay son. I want him as a housewife. <laughs> I like how a Scala looks like if a mouse became a person. Like the end of the witches. <laughs> yeah. But a cute one. A cute one, though. Yeah. yeah. A cute one. Like when Luke is turned into a mouse, that's a Scala, but backwards. I don't think housewives have to believe in themselves. I don't feel like Wendy believes in who she is being on Housewives. I don't think she has the confidence to back it up and it's not good to watch. And she's not very consistent. Like Robin was right. When Robin was like, you're so confusing. You were the one who at my engagement party 
was like trying to steal a little bit of that moment. You were so excited. And now, and I don't even like Robin. And now um, my relationship is one that you wouldn't want anything to do with. Like Robin's right. That doesn't make any sense. And Wendy couldn't speak to that now. And it, and it doesn't make sense because like, if, if anything is true, Robin's relationship has not changed at all. So there is no difference. You were just being fake and you got caught. And I feel Robin actually has shown why she is a better housewife than Wendy and a couple of people because she I feel like this episode she decided to come to work to wake up if you will <laughs> and actually do something Robin is it's finally affecting her personally and that's why she came out to play this episode and I think last year Wendy to me it felt very fake when she did it and like it got on my nerves and there were people like no I love friends like that I love friends like that but Wendy was only on for a season she's not a friend like that if Giselle would have acted like that at the thing I would have approved because you've been to on the show at least for five years and then a friendship before that like be excited for your friend but Wendy came in clearly trying to network and get with the right people she thought she did and now they're turning again her and I say, haha. It's funny because Monique would have been on her side. You think? Oh yeah, against her against husband, allegations. Oh, Monique yeah. would have yeah. definitely been on her side through this entire thing. It would have been Karen, Monique, and with the pull of Monique, maybe even Ashley a little bit. Mm. But now with the dynamic all going off, she didn't know Monique, but Monique was the target, so she had to dump on that. You know, it, I, I do think she's getting what she deserves. But for me, even beyond before we even get to all of that, just on a level as a as a um, employee, she's not good. Like just off top, she's not good. Yeah, she's not working. She's not working for me. She should take that body of the show, pay for it, and move go on her way. No, rem- I forget what it was, but her remember a confession in season one, Anthony. You and I talked about it a lot off camera. She like said something where she tried to make it work, and it just didn't. Like something like snarky or oh, I forget what I, it was. I believe you, but I forget what it was. Yeah, I forget what it was too. When you I- said this. Yeah, last year, she I forget what it was, but it was like something that didn't even make sense. But she said it like this, so you think she made sense, but it didn't make sense. And then oh, this I year, I feel that. like she's doing a lot of that like in person now too. Like, I feel like she sits with her interns or whatever and they like try to create, oh, like say this to Mia. Oh, say this about Giselle. And it's clear that these were fed to her. It's clear and it's, it's, it's really... I think the disconnect is like you have people who believe their hype and I think that Wendy's believing her hype but she doesn't truly believe it you get people Mm -hmm. who believe their hype but they truly believe it about themselves and people reinforce that that's how you get Mariah Carey (laughs) then you have people who don't really believe it but then they take the hype they don't believe themselves but they take the hype from other people and that's where we get Wendy Mm. like everybody's saying how great she is she's fabulous she's this she's that and she takes it but I don't really think she really feels it so she wears it as like fake armor and it's so easy to just like thump it off of her thump thump thump. yeah and these women especially giselle the the giselle and robin are the queens of wander up and watch her go and sharpshooting and Mm -hmm. they they're gonna keep doing this to her and i think it shows body language can show you a lot and i think the fact that wendy keeps playing with her braids and that's why giselle brought it up too because i knew she she sensed it Wendy keeps playing with these braids because she's like hiding behind them almost. 
Mm, that's interesting. Something that also kind of clicked in with me watching this episode with Wendy was Wendy puts a lot of emphasis on whether or not someone is in a relationship mm-hmm. and like puts a lot of stock in the fact that she is married. Giselle and Jamal's relationship has been tenuous. So, so has, <laughs> so, so, so has Robin and Wands. But <laughs> Wendy, I feel like weaponizes that in order to kind of feel more secure in her marriage and also uses that as I don't care what you think you aren't in a good relationship which is such an odd thing yeah anytime anyone does this because I have a problem when Mia does it about owning businesses too that seems to be her like how many businesses do you own she just yells that at people in dinners and stuff (laughs) and I like that's not what we're talking about Right. And it's not Mm -hmm. like a marker as to whether someone's opinion is valid. (laughs) And yeah, even like, I guess Wendy's is closer to that than the thing I made about Mia, because they are still talking about relationships. But like, Giselle knows what a failed relationship is then. So she knows like how people feel and how you might change throughout that, whatever. So if Giselle is saying you've made these changes because I hear your husband's cheating, she might be the one to like have life experience. So instead of shitting on her for it, I think maybe you can like take, and of course, Wendy's just trying to like deflect and push things away. But if anyone's going to know what it's like to be cheated on and rejected by a man, I think it's Giselle. Giselle is the living embodiment of show me a beautiful woman and I'll show you a man who doesn't want to fuck her. So like, (laughs) Yes, I do. I totally understand what you're saying there. And Wendy does do that. And I wonder how much of that is cultural. Because, like, also what I feel about Wendy is, like, I believe there's a lot of homophobia there. Like, I said this in her first season. I believe there's a lot of lot of this. Like, you know, without, you know, if you don't have a family or a husband, mm. you don't have value. I know that these things are there. I can't prove that they're there yet. But let's see what will happen if we bring out a bisexual um housewife or a queer housewife then we'll see how that plays out probably with all of these women but i see that from wendy like i maybe not mia because i think mia might be the bisexual housewife you speak of <laughs> well, that's probably probably not ashley either because i think ashley <laughs> yeah. Has... yeah that's true but but the rest i see <laughs> yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah don't get don't let me and ashley get too drunk together <laughs> Speaking of someone who is bringing uh, lots of value, as always, to Potomac, let's talk a little bit about Three Wick Huger. (gasps) (laughs) This is one of the best things I've seen on any housewife show ever. I was telling Donnie, I was like, they've turned Karen into Jackie Washington from Jackie's back. (laughs) She's going back to her old town where she's still huge and nobody cares. I believe, I used to think Suri was just a set like on a back lot, but now I, I, <laughs> I've done a little Googling. Suri is real, but she has this like, it's almost like a diva trying to revive her career, but she never had a career. So I find it funny that now she's getting the key to that. She's going to be an ambassador. <laughs> it and was it an was, ambassador. It was so, it was so ingenuine in that speech she gave, especially with the candle plug at the end. But even like the beginning part, it was like the beginning. <laughs> it was like the middle of that Missy Elliott song when she's like, thank you. You're all so wonderful. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just expected to hear. 
<laughs> it's almost like she's punking Suri. Like, I kind of feel like she's punking her own hometown. Like, are you making fun of them? Like, I don't I don't understand it. But I'm sure for tourism, that's great. Some people might want to come see where the Huger was made. But I just find it funny. And th- that whole moment, the question in regarding how she didn't say anything about her own candle line because she stole it, probably. <laughs> I thought that was masterful. That's why Karen is one of the best to do it. She believes her hype. And then that Surrey library that can't get their renovations done. And they're raising- Because they bought- (laughs) (laughs) They get rid of that damn key. Yeah, they give Karen a gold key. I would watch a spinoff of Karen in Surrey. Oh yeah, like what's that show? Um, Parks and Rec. (laughs) It would be like that. (laughs) Yes, but- what when I was watching this, and I would watch any version of it, didn't she do this last year? What did she do last year in her home? Last year she was just parade. yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like when, grand marshal of their little parade <laughs> where people threw candy from cars. Yes, and yeah, all that stuff. I wonder, and this is. I don't think I'm joking when I say it, because if I lived close enough, I probably would. I wonder if Surrey saw like any kind of tourism be based on that parade and then they were like well if we make her ambassador they'll really come i mean we went all the way to go eat at oz well that's different those kangaroo sliders were incredible yeah oz is a was a cultural landmark (laughs) it was yeah she's gonna put suri on the map I love her. I love Karen Huger Day. That'll be next season. They're gonna have Karen Huger Day. <laughs> I like how the people she takes rotates too. Like next time it'll be it'll be Robin and, and um me. Robin ain't going. It ain't Robin. gonna be Robin. Yeah, probably not. It Robin. might be Candace, but it won't be Robin. Speaking of Candace, I want to touch on this quickly as we wrap up. Guys, I love Candace. Did I always did I always love her? Or what's happening here? Is this we didn't like her as much as we liked Monique? I feel that Monique was very before we found out that the Q and Monique was big. (laughs) I think that we all really liked Monique. She was a great housewife. She was personable. She was beautiful. She was gracious. She seemed like really genuine. She was like that. She was like the Sandra Bullock of Potomac, if you will. (laughs) And compared to her, Candace just looked like a bratty dragon. Well, that so, <laughs> and I think the bratty part is the big part because if it's two housewives I love, I can still watch and not take sides. Like <laughs> season one, Danielle and Teresa, like I can just watch and really just enjoy both sides. But with Monique and Candace, I think any. I think the reason we love Candace so much this year is because nothing, well, editing, I'm sure, but also I really think that she hasn't been emotionally invested in anything yet. So it's all just really her shading people and like commenting on what's around. She was pissed off by the Ashley thing, but it's still nothing that affected like her marriage, her home, her her relationship with her mother, whatever. Whereas when those things are what's being shown to us that's when we see how much of a little brat she is yeah she seems lighter this season too like i i I do feel like in the past and even before last year she seemed miserable i don't know her mama's house i was miserable when i was living at home too (laughs) when i was like 18 she got more money she got more independence she's now recording music like things are going pretty well for candace she's having her music career she's having a great little tamar braxton musical 
Life. That song's incredible. I would see her on tour. I would. It, yeah. I mean, that's good for her. And I think that really shows. I think she's happier. She feels lighter. I like her trying to be the peacemaker. Like when she was talking to Giselle and Giselle was just saying stuff and she just was like, mean, mean. <laughs> because like as Giselle was saying those things, like until like she checked her, I was like, wow, a lot of stuff in a row out of Giselle's mouth is mean. So it's like, just to see her do that, I was like, wow, that's, it was funny. It was good. Yeah. She's. Yeah, I, th- I think good. all of that, like uh, all the reasons that she has to be happier there. And I also think the producers were like, oh boy. Okay. We lost Monique. If Candace mm-hmm. is coming back, we, ha- the audience has to like her. Mm-hmm. The audience can't, we can't have lost Monique and we have people who loved Monique angry or mm-hmm. sad. And then we have Candace and she's still, <laughs> or continues to be awful. And I, I don't know, of course, but I think like we got the kids in scenes that we never saw before. I think there was some work done combined with maybe a natural I'm in a better place vibe that like is hand delivering us this version of Candace, which I'm very into. Speaking of all the things that like are making Candace happy, her life's going the way she wants. I do think that it would put an extra pep in her step that she got her way that Monique didn't return Mm. so like i think automatic no matter what her storyline is even if she didn't have the music career or her own house or whatever i think the fact that monique was not back would automatically make her like happier to return to work that makes a lot of sense and then one more note before we go i've been kind of off of her for the last few seasons i can't believe how far again i'll just say with me how far giselle's stock has fallen like I don't like her at all. I don't find her entertaining anymore. Like, it's not even that funny to me. I think it, and I haven't gone back and rewatched season one, but I think it just didn't grow. Like, when we were introduced mm. to this woman, it was like shade and whatever. She always had something nasty to say about somebody in like a fun way, but we're still getting those like quips that she gave season one and she's not really letting us in on her life. So it's just like the same thing we've been getting for six years. Yeah. It's just trouble making with bad outfits (laughs) and it's, it's getting old. It is getting old. Yeah. And everyone is growing around her. I mean, even Robin is peacocking a little bit. She's become Mm -hmm. a housewife in her own right. Ashley's changed. Karen is, I mean, Karen still has clown energy, but I feel like the joke aspect of how the show used to portray her isn't really there anymore. And like, I almost look to Karen in scenes like, how am I supposed to feel about this? I'll look to Karen. And Karen is a walking punchline, but I also think that she knows part of that. Like, I do think she knows how ridiculous she is. She is the, like, clown, you're right, but like her comedy is like, now it's like up. She's like doing like Black Ships Creek. It's good. And that's what I mean. I do think it's almost like like when you're called gay your whole life and then you come out and that's not like people call you gay and you're like, yeah, I am. So what? Like Karen is a clown and everyone <laughs> says it, but now she knows it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Karen is like the little gay kid who finally comes out and they're like, yes, honey. Something like that. What a poor way to end, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, anything else on Potomac, boys, before we go? Uh, is that the same as final thoughts? Are we doing final thoughts or is this just? Oh, 
let's do final thoughts. Anything, Quinn, any final thoughts on anything? I do not excuse for one minute what happened with Monique last season or the repercussions for her actions. But I'm wondering if she'll get an apology or anything from Wendy. Because now I think she understands exactly what took her to that point, how they do mess with your family, your marriage, and how that can take you to certain places. I do think that she should have been a bit more uh, sympathetic towards that and not just written her off, especially now that since this happened to her and she's talking about shooting and blah, 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 I'll bring the bazooka, blah, blah, blah. And she's spinning out. So I'm just wondering if she's noticing that enough to be like, I shouldn't have jumped on board with these women doing these things. I know we don't know Wendy and we only see what we see on TV, but I don't feel like Wendy has the personality to have that self-reflection and to see like, maybe I shouldn't have. I'm going to think that with what she's accomplished in her life and what I see her say about certain issues on MSNBC, I'm going to assume she has the perspicacity to actually do this work. But Maybe not. On a lighter note, I guess, I loved the um, <laughs> backup dancer game. I thought that was so fun. I could have watched a whole hour of it. That was fun. It was that fun. That was good. That song is so I, we good. We didn't even talk about I, it. I love that song so much. It's the best. It's, it's what I think is the best song from A Real Housewife. During their time on the show or like even greater than... Um, What's that candy song I love that I sing at karaoke all the time? <laughs> See, if you don't even know, that answers the question. <laughs> I don't think it's the best Housewives song. I think what it's is? definitely up there. I like Monique's song. What's Monique's song? Drag, drag queens. queens. <laughs> I did like drag queens. When? Okay, well, you have to realize that I, I grew up, I'm a big R&B head. I'm not seeing anything new from, from Candace or anything. I'm like, oh, this is great. It's it's like a nice, like, I don't know, non... I feel like if it was Tony Braxton, it wouldn't even be a video. Like, there wouldn't even be a video for the song. Like, it's not... It's not... You know, I mean... Yeah, well, expectations like, are low. I think this isn't Jennifer yeah. Hudson. This isn't Whitney Houston. This isn't... This isn't even Faith Evans. Like, we're not... Not that there's any shade on Faith Evans. I like it. But, like, you know, in the, in the worlds of Mary J. Blige's and stuff, it's a nice start. It's a nice single. I think that's why I like it because it's coming out in 2021, but it sounds like it came out in 2003. So like it, it makes you feel nostalgic. Yeah, it's like a Kelly Rowland B-side. Yes. Mean, 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 mean. It sounds like it's at least 2010. I would say this is like, it's like Tamiya in 2010, maybe, you know? My final thought is I feel like the trailer for the last half of Potomac, which I didn't realize we were halfway. I thought we were like three or four in, but it's been great. That trailer was cinematic. It was, it was so good. In fact, there was like 25 seconds and I thought we were into the trailer and then it goes coming up. And I thought, wait, this hasn't even started yet. Like it, it gave me so chills. Good. It gave me chills. I, yeah. it, it left a big smile on my face. It was so good and karen and ray shivering as they find their way to each other's lips and then her doing that crazy kiss that she does but we we get to do it with ray oh yeah and that uh mia and candace tossing greens it looks so good (laughs) yeah so good is that a salad (laughs) and then a handful of arugula 
Mia's crazy husband acting exactly the way he <gasps> looks because he looks like that man who you would run into after church and he would be acting that way. He in church every Sunday, but he in the strip club every Saturday. That's what he looks like. He might give Mickey Darby a run for his money, it looks like. Yeah, we're getting know. into some uh, big, G, big G energy, apparently. <laughs> it looks like he's going to have some moments the rest of the season. I think he, he might. I mean, that's the kind of person that marries a stripper, though. Fun. She worked at a seafood restaurant. Ball gowns, Quinn. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, assless ball gowns. <laughs> you know what I imagine her job like? The way she describes her job, I think it's like Gypsy Rose Lee. No, is that her name? Not, wait, no, just Gypsy Rose. <laughs> wait, what? the woman who killed her mom? No, just regular Gypsy Rose. The one from the I thought that was Gypsy Rose Lee. I thought the one who killed her, the one who killed her mother was just Gypsy Rose. Or is that you know, I don't know. I don't I'm confused too now, I think. I think that she <laughs> Mia said that she was a stripper. Mia said she was a stripper. I'm gonna say that she stripped. There's nothing wrong with stripping, but she was a stripper. So she can talk about the fact that they had like surf and turf all she wants, but <laughs> they got surf and turf at White Castle. Okay. <laughs> So <laughs> that don't mean anything. All right, guys, this felt good. What a it nice did. return to our 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 final three <laughs> back home where we belong. Yeah, we're back where baby. we started. Yeah, our my last thought and a good announcement for everyone. If you're subscribed, you don't need to do anything but prepare yourself. Is that we are changing our schedule, and this will be our last episode that releases on Saturday and starting this Wednesday, that's going to be our new schedule episodes every Wednesday. So y'all have to know that, but you don't have to do anything unless you're subscribed because it'll just happen (laughs) for you. Happy hump day. Yeah. Happy hump day. Tell someone about the show so they can subscribe and get onto our Patreon where we are wrapping up our Paris's burning series covering the netflix show cooking with paris you got it Uh, and we're figuring out (laughs) and we're figuring out what we're gonna do next but please subscribe to that it's um www.patreon.com slash know that pod and tell your friends to subscribe too i will say that after going to the barber earlier this week um i do think i could watch below deck because it was on and i don't know why it was on i I go i go to a dominican barber shop and they don't even really speak english but they were all in below deck and Mm. i was like hmm i could watch this so maybe that's a maybe for the patreon we have options yeah Yeah, I, i like that all right well then we will see uh we will see you all on wednesday and take care bye bye See ya. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can visit www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at knowthatpod. You can follow me, Anthony, uh, at Anthony F. Casella on Instagram. And you can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me, Quinn, at Quentin Lamar on Twitter. Continue to listen and subscribe for free to Know That A Real Housewives podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.